You're listening to She Said What with your host, Alyssa Harper. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to She Said What. If you've not been here before, then welcome. And um, I hope that you feel welcome, whoever you are, whatever walk of life you come from. This space is for you. It's for you to become the best version of yourself, to get some advice, to hear me talk a bit of shit. And that's basically it. Um, Thank you so much. And if you have been here before, then welcome back. I love you. Um, This is the first video podcast that I'm ever going to be releasing, which is so, so exciting because I've had this podcast for a year and a half now, about a year and a half. And it's been like my home. Like it's literally been my favorite space that I get to work out of. And I work on TikTok and I work on Instagram, but my podcast has been like the space where I've really been able to open up and share with you guys. And I feel like it's the place that you guys tend to respond from your heart out of. Like when I get DMs from you guys, this is where you guys are listening. And so thank you so, so much for being here. And I'm really excited to be recording this episode. I just, this has been something I've wanted to do for so long. You guys have been asking me to do video podcasts for so long and I'm finally able to do it. Um, so today's episode is going to be so fun. And I'm excited that we're doing a video podcast for this episode because this is an episode that I've been wanting to make for so long because I get DMs from you guys like, a bunch. And this is the thing that I get asked all the time is how do I know if I'm actually bisexual or like, how do I know that I'm actually into women and I'm not just like, oh, attracted to women's bodies? Like, am I actually queer or is it just natural for me to be liking a woman's body more than a man's body. And people get scared that they're going to be queer baiting, you know, that they're going to say there's something that they're not, that they're going to come out and then they're only ever going to be with guys and then they're going to come off as, you know, like they're faking it or they're trying to get attention or whatever, whatever. You know, these are things that bisexual people face all the time. These are huge things that are said against us, you know, that we are greedy, that we're looking for attention, and none of it is true. And today, it's going to be an opportunity for you to hear the 10 things. I think I wrote 10 things. Yes. Yes. I know what I'm doing. The 10 things that for me made me realize that I genuinely am bisexual. So these are things that, of course, are only from my experience, but maybe you'll relate with some of these things and you can go, oh, those are genuinely like markers that can help me figure out if I am bi. So maybe you'll relate with these things, maybe you won't, but let's get right into it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, quick update on my week as per usual. Um, I quit my job this week, guys. So I was so excited to update you on this because I have been a Pilates instructor for over a year now. Over a year? Has it been? Almost a year. I don't think it's been a year yet. <laughs> um, I became a Pilates instructor because I loved Pilates. I loved going to classes. And I was coming out of lockdown. This was, you know, ages ago. 
I was like, I reckon I could do this. Like I was just there and I was going, I want to do something that's like bigger than what I'm doing right now, at least for me, something that's more meaningful to me. And at the time I was working in hospitality and I was like, I need a push, I need a challenge. And so I did a Pilates instructor course. It probably took me about like six months to become like fully qualified and all of that. And then I started teaching. And it's funny because when I did the course, I always said to myself, like, you know, if I never teach, this is going to be something for me. You know, if I never actually get to the point of teaching because I'm too scared, I hated being in front of people, you know, I didn't, I had all this kind of like imposter syndrome. I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. I was like, I at least am doing this for me and my body. And so I always said that if another opportunity came up, came up when I was a Pilates instructor or I felt like I wanted to move away from it, it was never a waste of time. It was never like a loss. Um, quitting would never be a negative thing, but this is a job that I want to do because I know it's going to be a challenge for me. It makes my personal life better and it's just good. You know, it's good to have challenges. And obviously I was making more money doing that than I was in hospitality, which is like a minimum wage job or whatever. So I was really excited, did that, you know, pushed at one point I was doing it full time, which is actually technically only 25 hours a week, but you're teaching fitness classes. So it's pretty intense. Um, and I, you know, slowly worked down to four days, three days, two days. And now I'm finally fully doing social media. Like I am literally, this is the first time in my whole life that I've ever been 100% self-employed. It's crazy. I'm like, I don't know how to do my taxes. I'm like, this is so weird. Like, how am I in this position? I think it is so strange. And if you guys have been watching me for a while and you engage with my stuff and like, you've been a supporter of me, like, thank you so much. Cause like I wake up every day and I'm like, this is insane. This is actually insane. Um, so thank you so much for supporting me and listening. And that's it. That's basically my weekly update. Um, I had a really nice day the other day with a few of my friends in Bondi, um, met some people as well and just like was having this amazing day at the beach like hanging out like just talking about things that really mattered I feel like it was one of those groups of people where everyone was really having like a genuine time um and so that was really nice and then it randomly started pouring rain and we're all like running back pouring rain like everyone's running with their surfboards and like everything it was like felt like a little movie I was like this is hilarious so that was a really fun and like magical day I just feel like I've had like a really magical week, which has been nice. And I've always had moments where I've been like, not feeling very magical. I'm PMSing a little bit right now, to be honest. I'm a little bit spicy. I'm a little bit irritable. Um, and I will say that setting up for this video, I was here for like an hour moving things around figuring out what I wanted. And with these episodes going forward, it's not necessarily always going to look like this. It might. I don't really know. I kind of want to play around and like see what I like, see what you guys like. So like, please give me feedback on like what you like when you see video podcasts, what kind of like set you like and stuff, because this is my job now. <laughs> so I want to make it the absolute best it can be. And that's what I want to do because this is what I do now, apparently. Um, let's get into today's topic because again, this is something that I get asked about all the time. And I think it's a subject that's so important to talk about because it's like this kind of gray area in the queer community. And people talk about this all the time, like queer baiting, especially with celebrities. Is Harry Styles queer baiting? You know, all of this, you see all these people like um, Lady Gaga, um, Billie Eilish, all these people where people um, will make these articles saying, you know, they haven't actually come out as bi or they haven't actually come out as gay, but they're wearing this on stage or they're painting their nails or they're doing this or they're holding up a pride flag at their show. Why are they doing that? That's queer baiting. And you'll get people who are really in on that side of the argument. 
And then you'll get people who are far, far, far on the other side of like, who cares if you come out as gay one day and something else the next day? Do whatever you want. Labels don't matter. Live freely. You know, some people are very, very, very open. And I think that there's an argument on either side. And I think it's necessary to be aware of the arguments on like either side of that. But at the end of the day, you need to figure out what's going to make sense for you. And you figuring out your sexuality has nothing to do with all of that bullshit. Like do not let the fear of what if I come out as bi and it's not actually 100% accurate to me. And it turns out that I'm actually straight or I'm actually lesbian. I'm actually whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. If right now a certain label feels good for you, and maybe that's a specific label like lesbian or bisexual or pansexual or whatever, then use that label. If that label changes, then change it to a different label. There's nothing wrong with that. And if you aren't sure and you're you don't want to commit to a label and maybe you never will want to, and that's totally fine. Then you can say you're queer or you can say that you're not quite sure. Or you might even be someone who just thinks that everyone is somewhere on a spectrum when it comes to sexuality. And that's also fine. So I thought it would be helpful because this is what I usually hear from you guys is like, yes, but like, how did you know that you were bi? And you guys often ask for me to tell um, stories. And how did I really actually realize, like, I do like women in that way? Because the thing is, when you're trying to figure out if you're bi, if, if, I, if I thought I was lesbian, it would be because I would genuinely know that I'm like, I don't want men at all. Like, I, I really, you know, it's like, usually you'll hear when someone's lesbian, not always, but often, you know, growing up, they have these experiences, they think they're meant to be straight, because that's kind of like the default within our society. And um, they'll think that they're meant to be that way. And then they go on a date with a guy, and they just do not want to kiss him. Or they go home with a guy, they plan to have sex with them, it gets to the moment before they want to, they're about to have sex, and they just like, don't want to do it. They can't get themselves to do it. That's a more common experience, I feel like, for lesbian people. Um, from what I've heard, I'm not lesbian, so I don't know. And I never have had that experience. I have always consistently still been attracted to men. I have had times in my life where I've leaned more towards like women. I've had times in my life where I lean more towards men in general when it comes to attraction. Um, but that also doesn't mean that bisexual people can't be in a relationship with one person because obviously they can. And a really big misconception with bisexuality is that there's like a certain like cup that needs to be filled with women and a certain cup that needs to be filled with men, which obviously is super binary and um, like split, which obviously I don't think that. And that's not how I think about gender, but this is what people typically will say, you know, is you have this gap that needs to be filled with women and this part of you that wants to be filled with men and you're never fully going to be satisfied because only one person can fill one of those spots. And that's also not true. So just to clarify, bisexuality has to do with attraction and who you might be attracted to, not what you need. And it doesn't necessarily reflect your individual needs. Um, I think that's really important to point out because a lot of people think, oh no, if I'm bisexual, doesn't that make everything really complicated? If anything, no, it opens up a range. It just means that you could literally be attracted to anybody. And that's really exciting and really beautiful. And it just means that anyone that you come across could be, if it sparks the right thing in you, it could be a long lasting, potentially romantic, potentially sexual relationship. And that's really cool. Now, 
saying all of that, um, I'm going to go into my points. I'm going to say a lot more about bisexuality throughout this episode. And I've talked about bisexuality before on the podcast, but I wanted to get as quickly as I can into these points to give you guys clear markers of what made me realize I was bi. All right, let's go. Number one is doing... Am, am I lesbian or am I by quizzes all the time? Like for as long as I can remember, like when I was really young, like really young to when I was in high school to even when I was in college. And this is after I started my relationship with the, the partner that I am still with, who is a man. I know. Don't be disappointed. Don't be mad at me. All right. He's a man. And um, I was literally with him and I was still Googling it, even though I knew like I had had experiences with women, (laughs) you know, I knew I was, but, and I'll get into this later as to why it took me a lot longer to come out as bi, but that was something that I did for so, so, so long, um, just trying to figure out who I was, and you kind of, I've heard people talk about this before as well, how they kind of had two experiences of it, either they noticed themselves answering the questions to try to make it say that they were straight, so they could just forget about it, especially when you're bi, because if you know you have this attraction to men as well, then it's like, oh, well, I can just be into men. This was a big thing for me, I, for many years, knew I was bisexual, knew I was attracted to women, but it wasn't this thing where I accepted it. It wasn't like, oh, I, I, you know, I think it's okay to do both these things because I grew up religious. So I, I, it's not that I didn't think it was okay because I was like homophobic, but I had internalized homophobia or biphobia, I should say. I had internalized biphobia. So in my mind, I was thinking, well, even if I had the option between men and women, which again, it's not men or women, but at that time, that's how I would frame it. I'm still going to choose men because if I were to choose women, that wouldn't be what God would have wanted. Like, you know, maybe I am bisexual, but I don't really ever need to bring that out into public because why would I do that? You know, why would I put myself in this place where I'm being discriminated against? Why would I put myself in this place where I'm not allowed to be on stage at church anymore? Because that was like my whole life was being involved in the church. I loved it, you know? And so at one point, like I, even if once I realized like I'm definitely bisexual and I was like regularly having experiences with women or even just noticing I'm very attracted to women, I still was not at a place where I could actually say it, you know? So it's interesting how you can know it, but you don't really come out. Like I didn't come out until later, later, later on, even though I probably knew from the time I was like pretty young. Like I want to say maybe like 13, 14 was around the time that I I started seeing that things were going a little bit crazy, (laughs) which brings me to point number two, which was that I had complicated friendships with girls. Complicated friendships, man. Like, I don't know how to explain this one. (laughs) It was not that I ever, um, like, saw my friends in a way that I shouldn't or that I was, like, you know, overstepping or towards them in a way that I shouldn't have been. But every so often, you know, I mean with all of my friends, <laughs> but every so often there would be a girlfriend that came around that I would be attracted to. And I would literally be just different with them. And I didn't think I realized that it was me being into them until there was a girl that I was really into when I was like 14. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not straight. 
Um, but I always kind of had this, you know, the odd person that would come along and it was like, I would just be a little bit like jealous towards them a little bit. Like I didn't like when they would hang out with other people. Like it was, it was like I was into them because I was, (laughs) but I didn't know. So I just thought I was possessive or a little bit weird or I was someone who kind of hopped from best friend to best friend, but I actually wasn't. Like I had these friend groups kind of growing up that I moved, you know, from friend group to friend group, but it was just interesting. I feel like it was complicated. That's like the best word to describe it. It's just, I didn't understand it. I sometimes would feel hurt at things that they would do if it didn't seem like it considered me um, or if they would talk about a boy or something. Maybe I would feel a bit uncomfortable by it depending on the person. It was just complicated and... um, if I ever ended a friendship with a girl growing up, it didn't feel like ending a normal friendship if it was someone like this that I was attracted to, to be clear. Like, it didn't feel like when you would normally phase out a friendship as you would with anybody, it was like, it felt like there needed to be a breakup. Like, it felt like there was like a conversation that needed to be had. And like, maybe in their opinion, it wasn't that serious. But to me, it felt really heavy. I don't know. Maybe you'll get, if you know, you know. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about that one. Number three is that I was, oh, actually, I wanted to add this on to point number two, is that I would be nervous to hang out with certain girlfriends. And this was a big one. Like, I would have certain friends that, going over to the house, I was like, it was like I was getting ready for a date. Like it was the same experience. And I don't know how at the time I didn't fully step into like the queerness. I think I just, again, there was biphobia and all these things like growing up, there was things that I would see on TV and it was like, oh, don't look at that. Cause it was like, you know, like people kissing, like two guys kissing or two girls kissing, things like that, where I, I thought I equated it with being this like kind of bad, dirty thing. And so I think my, that's why my brain wouldn't even go there, but I would literally be getting ready to go over to my friend's house. And I would be like nervous. Like I'd be like pacing around the house, like, okay, do I have everything? And it was the same feeling that I would get before I would go to see like maybe a potential guy that I was going to like start dating or something, you know? Um, And it was interesting. Like there was just these nerves around certain women. And I always felt like I struggled with my relationships with women. And honestly, to this day, sometimes I still do because when there's that moment of like, oh, I could potentially be attracted to this person. It can be a little bit like oh, I don't want to fall into that if I potentially have that feeling, which now, now I don't. Like now I can, I'm aware of it. I think back in the day I wasn't, so I didn't understand why. I used to just think it was like a social anxiety thing. Like I used to just think I am being this way because there's something just like wrong with me, but it wasn't that. It was that I didn't understand that there was like this sexuality element to it. Does that make sense? I don't know. (laughs) Anyways, all right, number three is that I would struggle with the do I want you or do I want to be like you situation. And this was probably the first time I really felt this was when, like I said, I was like 14 and there was this girl and I was obsessed with her. And I always get I always get scared that she's gonna like listen to my podcast. She doesn't. I hope she doesn't. Oh my God. Oh my God. That'd be so embarrassing. Um, but I literally (laughs) was obsessed and it sucked because I was like, I really wanted to be friends with her, but like, I just liked her so much more than I wanted to be friends with her. (laughs) And so it was like this thing where I'm like, if I hang out with you, I'm just going to be like attracted to you. And it's going to make me upset because she was straight, which I actually don't think she's straight at least now but at the time she was straight and I was straight. And so it just, it wouldn't have happened. And I knew that. And so it was like almost hurtful 
being around her. And so then I didn't want to be friends with her. And then it would become this like separation thing of like almost a jealousy and this like kind of resentment towards her. Like think, (laughs) I shouldn't say this. I was going to say like, think incel energy. It wasn't like that, but it kind of was like that. It was like this, like, I can't be with you. And it makes me like kind of angry towards you. And not because I want to be, but because it's this thing that's internally going on within me. And I haven't even really, I can't, I'm sure there's a proper word for that. I don't know. I haven't even really impacted that, but that's genuinely what was happening. And I feel like I, yeah, our friendship was so on and off and we would like kind of like fight or I would kind of resent her or I would think she was really cool, but then like, I wouldn't want to be like her. Like it was just this weird drama that was probably mostly all in my head, but it was because I would struggle with this back and forth of like, do I like you? I don't know. Do I even like women? Is that even a possibility for me? Mixed with like, or do I want to be like you? And if I do, then you, I don't like that. I want to be like you, or I don't like the feeling of jealousy, blah, 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 blah. Like it was very complicated. Okay. Moving on. Number four is the bi panic that I, now I call bi panic, but at the time it was just panic. The panic I would feel either changing in front of my friends or them changing in front of me. Like I vividly remember the first time I was like at a friend's house at a sleepover and she like casually started changing in front of me. And I was like, (laughs) like, I felt like I shouldn't look like the way I was like sweating. Oh my God, this is so funny thinking back. I haven't thought about this in so long. I literally was like, don't look, don't look, don't look. (laughs) And it's this weird thing because in my mind, I felt like I shouldn't want to look. You know what I mean? But then it wasn't that I wanted to either because it was my friend. I just didn't know how to feel about it. I was like, I feel like this is wrong. I feel like I shouldn't be weird about this. Why am I so weird about everything? And then I just, you know, I would be like, I just am socially weird. I have an social anxiety. Like, you know, I just thought I was so weird because of that. But it was actually because I was just like, oh, I feel like I'm being exposed to something that, hello? little bug, go away. Um, I felt like I was being exposed to something that I shouldn't be exposed to, which like a straight person would not start sweating and like go bright red. Do you know what I mean? So that was just something that came up, something that I noticed. Um, and another part of that was like actively noticing myself, actively trying not to look at women in the way that I would actively try to not to look at men kind of thing. So like say I'm walking down the street and I would see a guy or in high school or whatever, right? You're walking down the street and I see a guy and he like has his shirt off and he's like super ripped or something. And I'm like, oh my God, like you look and you kind of look away because you're polite, you know? Maybe one more, maybe just one more little look, but that's it, that's it. You know, you like, you don't stare because that would be rude, right? And I, that's naturally something that I think is like a rule of thumb or like an appropriate thing to do. If you're walking to the street and you see like an attractive person, like it's just, why would you stare at them? Unless you're trying to like talk to them. And let's just say that that would be more of like a, a giving eyes, like, hey, you know, but I wasn't doing that. And I, anyways, I noticed myself doing that with women as well. That was the whole point of that story. I got rambly, but that's the whole point is I would walk past a woman and they would be the same thing where I would see them and I would look down and I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> and in my brain, I would just be like, don't. Just, just stop, Alyssa. Just stop being weird. And I would always just say that, like, stop being weird. You're being weird. Stop being weird. Um, and I wasn't being weird. I just liked women. So, <laughs> all right. Number five. Oh, my God. This is a big one, actually. Is I was, like, 
a very intense ally. Like I was a strong ally, Valentina. I literally, I was a, the strongest ally. Like I would watch a queer movie or something and I would be like, oh my gosh, like this is insane. Like these people, they deserve better. You know, I'd be crying. Like I really had like this heart, this intense passion towards the queer community. And most straight people, can they can be amazing allies, but it's less likely that you would naturally have a very strong pull in a way where it like emotionally like, you know, breaks you up or like tears you up is something that you're seeing someone go through something um, like a negative queer experience or, you know, struggling with their queer experience. Like that is something that would really affect me. And I mean, unless you obviously grew up with parents that were really into it or like you had a certain influence, I didn't have that. If anything, I had the opposite. I was told that you know, that was something to kind of be fearful of or that that was something that just isn't good to be around or isn't um, how God designed you, stuff like that. So I never, you know, if anything, I should have felt the opposite way, but I was like, oh my God, like brokenhearted when I would hear certain stories in movies. So I just, I think that, that connection with the queer community and being an ally, but not just being an ally, like really feeling deeply, deeply connected to the queer community in a way that I would think that straight people wouldn't necessarily. And I have seen that most straight people, you know, don't connect to the queer community in that way. All right, moving on. Number six is that I, oh, hold on, hold on. I kind of just covered this point. Okay, we're going to move on. Number seven, just kidding. The Number five, just so you know, was being an intensely strong ally. And number six was the emotional connection that I felt to the queer community and like the emotions. And then also like the way, I guess I can add this as well. The ally part more so was that I really wanted to be a part of um, the queer community in advocating for the queer community. Like I really just, like I, I felt angry. That's the only way I can describe it. Like, I felt angry that people weren't allowed to express themselves. I felt, I felt angry that people felt ashamed of their sexuality. The reason I felt that anger was because I felt it, you know? The reason I felt so torn up and would think about the queer community a lot, and especially as I got older and saw the way that the church approached talking about the LGBTQ plus community, I was like angry about it and was like, this needs to change because it hurt me personally. And that's the difference. Like, it wasn't just that I was like, oh, that's really sad. You know? (laughs) No. It was like, how fucking dare they? Like, I was so angry about it. And it was because I was still so angry about the fact that I couldn't come out and I never, like, had the strength to. And then eventually I did, which we'll get to. Um, Number eight is... (laughs) This one's so funny. Kissing my friends when I was drunk in like high school and whatever, which like, yes, straight people do that. Sometimes straight girls. But for me, it was like, I wouldn't stop thinking about it. Like it would happen because like people, it was just kind of like a normal thing that straight girls would do. But for me, it was like not necessarily in, it wasn't like in front of guys, like Usually when people talk about, oh, straight girls kissing, like, at a party, it's, like, to do it in front of guys to, like, look hot, which is, in my opinion, pretty shitty and just, I don't even want to talk about that. I just feel like it's gross and why would you do that? But to be fair, I'm bisexual, so if I thought that that was hot, then, like, fair enough. Um, But (laughs) that's besides the point. We're not going into that. Um, 
I would have experiences where I would be like kissing girls when I was out and drunk, whatever, but it wasn't around anybody. Like it was like, we, I was literally just going out and having like these queer experiences. But in my mind, I was like, hee hee, this is what people do when they're drunk. <laughs> like, it's so funny because then the next day I would wake up and I'd be like, oh my God. Like I'd literally, I remember, oh my God, I shouldn't even tell you this, but I'm going to. And I was in high school and I was like friends with this, the group of girls or whatever. And this one girl and I, like we, all the girls stayed over and slept over at my house and her and I, I'm pretty sure I like shared my bed or like one of the beds in my house. I can't even, I was pretty young, but anyways, her and I like made out and all this stuff and whatever. And like fell asleep together and like cuddled going to sleep together and like woke up together in the same bed. And like in the morning she was like, hee hee hee. Oh my God. Last night was so fun. Like, love you bestie. And I was like, like in my mind, I was like, whoa, like, Either she's also gay and in denial or this is just normal and what the fuck or she just doesn't feel what I feel, which I just didn't, I didn't know, you know, no one talked about it. I didn't know if I was meant to not be feeling that way. I felt creepy and this is the thing is I always felt like I was like the one who was being weird. I was the one who was like thinking into things too much. You know, oh, you should be able to just kiss your friend and move on. Whereas I was like, no, I'm going to be thinking about that for weeks. You know, I'm going to be falling asleep tomorrow night being like, "Mm, wish she was here. Like that's how it was for me. But other people I felt just like brushed it off really easily. And maybe that's the difference. You know, I don't, I don't know the truth to that. Like, I don't know if there's an answer to how you should feel in a certain scenario as a straight person, as a bi person, as a lesbian. Like, there is no answer, you know? But that's my experience. And I always felt like I was being the one who, like, read into things too much or maybe, like, was too, like, dramatic about things. But I just liked women. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, kissing my friends when I was out and then, like, actually thinking about it for a long time and then them just not... Anyways, number nine is feeling like, oh, this is a really interesting one, which I don't know how I'm going to explain this, but feeling like I held masculine traits when being around women that I was attracted to, like going into like a mask energy. So if I was with a woman, and especially this is more so as I got older and I started to realize I was bisexual, um, and it's more of a thing that not, it doesn't always happen even now, but it's just something that like happens, I guess, if that makes sense, like more in the more recent years is it's like, I become more of a masculine version of myself, not on purpose, but because I feel like I fall into a role that supports them in a way. So say I'm with a woman who's like very feminine and, um, yeah, I guess it's like more of a feminine person. I feel like I fall into more of like a masculine vibe like little things like like being the one to feel like I want to like take care of them in ways or make sure they get home safe or like open the door for them like things like that which I don't mean not even in like a flirting way like I might even do this towards a woman now without having any attraction towards them because it's just this thing that sometimes I feel like I do with women that I never used to do like I see myself on like this scale when it comes to like not even just my sexuality but also like gender where when I'm with other women I reflect things differently because of how I feel in comparison to them but not in a comparison way 
it like feels masculine and it feels like comfortable for me. It's really hard to explain. Um, and again, it's kind of one of those things like if you know, you know, and maybe you'll have a different experience so you won't know. And so I could be talking to nobody with this one, but this was one that I had just noticed in the last few years that I thought was really interesting and I've never heard anyone talk about it. And maybe it's just with people that you're into, like girls that you're into, but I feel like I will like find an energy that feels like it helps us connect. And like sometimes with women who are super feminine, sometimes I'm also super feminine. And I'm like, you know, a bestie and like, blah, blah, blah. and like we can still be flirty and still have that both be very feminine. But sometimes even depending on where I'm at in my menstrual cycle, which is a whole other topic, um, will kind of match, but in more of like a masculine, like supportive way. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that one. Hopefully that made sense. Um, And I will say quickly, which I've mentioned in, I think it was like cycle syncing, my last cycle syncing episode. I was talking to um, Nam, who I was interviewing and we were, she's bisexual as well. And we were talking about how at different points in your menstrual cycle, sometimes you feel more inclined to be into like women or into men. And her and I both agreed on this, that around testosterone or around um ovulation which is when you are your body's like literally being like have a baby have sex let's go i feel like i tend to be more into men um which i don't know if that's a scientific thing i don't know i don't want to say anything like that but i we both related on that one but then closer to like my period and all of that i tend to be more attracted to women and it's not just like it still can come with like a sexual energy. Like it's not to say that only around ovulation is when me or Nam or whoever um, would want to have sex, but it's interesting how that can change even with your hormones month to month. So I don't know, maybe if you're bisexual and you want to think about that one, there you go. Uh, This is my last point and then that's it. 10, number 10, is that I would, this is like going to be a really obvious one, but I wanted to talk about this at the end, is that I would genuinely want to, and have, but want to kiss and like have sex with women. Like it wasn't just, and this is the separation between if you're trying to figure out whether or not you are bisexual or if you like women, it's probably what you're kind of trying to figure out more so. Do you like women or do you actually think you would want to pursue a woman in a romantic or sexual way or whatever? Because you can be bisexual and you can also be asexual. Asexuality is when you are, this is very rough terms, but you don't want to have sex with basically anybody. You don't have um, a want to have sex. Totally fine. Asexuality, very, very common, like a huge part of the queer community and a very underrated part of the queer community, might I add, um, not talked about enough at all, but you can be bisexual and asexual. So you don't have to have had sex with a woman to prove your bisexuality. You don't have to have had any romantic situation with a woman to prove that you are a lesbian or that you like women. Like you don't need to have that. And for me, I felt like, I, it made me realize I do actually want that with women as well because I am someone who wants to have sex. And I think that it is important that you still, like that you do genuinely want women in that way as well. Not necessarily sexually, not necessarily romantically, but there it goes beyond like friendship. I think there is like 
align, you know, you can be bisexual and know that you like lean more towards men. You can be bisexual, know you lean more towards women. You can be like a 50-50 split, but I find people usually kind of go one way or the other. You could be someone who's bisexual and you think you lean towards men and then one day meet a woman and then end up spending your whole life with that woman. And then, you know, who you didn't know. You thought you knew and you didn't know. And this is really common with bisexuality is that you just know that you are open to whatever. And from there, who knows? <laughs> Who knows? And that's why I never really say that I lean either way, but historically I've been with more men because of my upbringing and because of the fact that I didn't actually come out as bisexual until a few years ago because I didn't, I wasn't able to, I wasn't like allowed to. And so I'll give you guys the quick backstory on me here is that if you haven't heard my story before, I grew up in Canada. I moved to Sydney, Australia when I was 18 to do Bible college. And I was going to become like a pastor. Like that was my whole thing. I was very involved in singing in the church and like I loved being on stage and I loved singing. And to this day, I still love singing and I love music and I have a piano right there that you can't see that I just bought for myself for Christmas, which is so exciting because I haven't actually owned my own piano in four years. Um, and so, well, I mean, I guess I never owned a piano, but I have it at my parents' house. So this is the first one I've ever bought for myself, actually. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's actually cool. And so I was really excited about that. And like, I moved here for that. But within the church I was going to, I was in this program to become a pastor and you weren't allowed to do anything in this program. You weren't allowed to drink. You weren't allowed to smoke. You weren't allowed to have sex before marriage. And you basically weren't allowed to be gay. But they didn't say that. If you go, it's actually interesting. I learned this later. If you go to like the rules, it's, it's Hillsong, by the way. If you don't know what Hillsong is, then don't worry about it. Um, but it is Hillsong. I'm not going to make you guess. Um, I read the code of conduct and it says like sexuality. It says like we follow what pastors, um, the main pastor's names <laughs> have said about this. Then it like links to another article where they talk about how they believe that marriage is designed for men and women. So it like, it makes it hard for you to realize what they actually believe. And they don't say anywhere flat out that you can't be gay and go into this school program. They don't say it, but they will kick you out if you're gay. And that's what's so horrible is like, they don't, they're not clear about what's okay and what's not okay. And they like trick you into thinking that it's okay to be something. And they say like, come as you are and you're welcome and like blah, 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 blah. And then you show up and then you can literally get kicked out. So I didn't, I didn't know this. I didn't know this moving here. And I even had friends who like applied to move here. And then they later found out that they were gay and they came and said all this stuff that they lied and all this stuff. Like I've seen so many issues with the church and queer people. And so I just always thought, you know what? Even if I am bisexual, it's not a part of my life I need to explore right now. I don't care to. I probably am going to end up with a man anyways because I've only ever been with men, which, yeah, not fucking surprised because I didn't think I was allowed to be with women my whole life. So why would I have had those experiences or like why would I have felt like I could date a woman, I should say. Um, it was always kind of like this bad cheeky thing that I did. You know, this bad like, ee, like whatever, you know, but it was because I was just queer and I just was in the closet, but the closet was made of glass, you know. Um, anyways, that's kind of my story. I moved here, realized I was definitely bisexual, didn't know what to do about it, didn't, wasn't able to come out, was scared, wanted to be part of that church. And if I lost my visa 
I would have been kicked out of the country. And if, obviously if I lo- left that school program, I would have lost my visa. And so I decided to just like stay in the closet. And I was also at that time when I was really feeling like I want to come out was I was in this relationship with a guy who I'm still with, who is my partner. And um, within the first year of me being here, we were like so close and we loved each other. And we were like, fuck, like we want to live together, but we weren't allowed to live together because we weren't married, because you weren't allowed to do anything. So we knew if we ever wanted to live together, we had to get married. And so I moved here and we literally dated for probably about like eight months. Like by the time, well, it was technically six months because we actually weren't allowed to date for the first six months of the program either. Guys, when I tell, like it's, it's, it's a cult, it's a cult, okay? First six months, we weren't allowed to date. And so we started dating. By the end of those first six months, we started dating. So the end of my first year in Australia, we got engaged. Six months later, we got married. And we're still technically married, but we don't say, we always say partner. We never say like husband and wife. It's so funny. We've like joked about getting like divorced and shit because like, whatever. You know, we always said like, maybe if we met now, we wouldn't be married. If we met six months ago, we obviously wouldn't be engaged. You know, it's just a different time of our lives and how we are now when we've kind of gone through different seasons of talking about what, you know, exploring my queerness or whatever into a relational or like sexual sense and whatever, what that means for us. And that's been a whole journey. Um, and definitely something we are still, it's an ongoing thing that like, I probably wouldn't fully share about to be honest on the podcast right now, but I've just had a whole kind of interesting past with it where I basically was not allowed to come out (laughs) and I basically was not allowed to be queer. And it's only been in the last few years that I've been allowed to do this and step into this. And so I've just like, I'm pretty intense of a person, if you haven't noticed, where I just will go really in on things and I'll do a lot of research because I care a lot and I really want answers and I'll go and read all the books that are over on my bookshelf all about sex and like Greedy by Jen Winston, which is a great resource if you want to hear more about somebody's journey coming out as bisexual and realizing that they were bisexual um, or bi, which is a book about like the history and the science and everything behind bisexuality. And that's another one that taught me a lot about who I am and helped me understand why I am the way I am. But um, yeah, that's it. I don't know if there's anything else I want to share specifically. Let me check my little noties. I think that's it, guys. Um, There's a lot to say about this topic. It's very complicated. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, then that's okay. And that's completely normal. And if you still feel like you're not sure right now, then that's okay. If you're feeling disappointed because you're feeling like you're leaning one way or the other, A, you're thinking, okay, I actually am into women. I'm a woman who likes other women or, you know, you're not binary and you like other women or you're not binary and you like anybody and whatever. You know, you're one of those people where you're like, this could be a queer experience for me and that's really scary. Then I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry because that is a journey that I went on and it can be scary. You know, there's a lot of unlearning. There is potentially a lot of like biphobia and internalized uh, homophobia and things that you need to unlearn. And yeah, that's scary. Um, But it's a journey that is worth going on. And it is something, oh my God, 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 oh my God. Okay, hold on. So So sorry to be pausing like this, but I have just seen that there is a firefly. What? Why is there a firefly in my house? I, okay. Hello? You guys. (laughs) I'm back. Okay. um, 
Firefly, Miss Firefly is still in the room with us. She is still here with us, and I am very sorry if I look a little sweaty, if I look like I've gone through some things in the last 10 minutes I have. Um, sorry about that. And I will say that as much as it's going to be a difficult journey that you're going to have to go on, it's not going to be as hard as what I just endured. So <laughs> anyways... Look, let's just, <laughs> I think we're going to end on that excitement. Um, it's a journey to go through. If you're feeling stressed and whatever, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, I answer all my DMs on Instagram. Alyssa Taylor Harper is my Instagram. And I also do TikTok as well. We have some fun on there, um, which is actually technically like my main platform. I don't know. Also, Alyssa Taylor Harper, if you want to go connect with me, then go find me over there. And um, if you guys enjoyed today's podcast then please go ahead and follow on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts or like wherever you listen. Give a little download, give a little save, give a little a little love, maybe a little rate and review. I don't know. If you loved it, let me know. If you hated it and you have feedback, please, again, let me know. Because um, this is for you. This isn't, I mean, this is for me because I love doing it, but it's like for you. Do you know what I mean? I do this for you. Um, let me know if you like the fact that you can see me now. If you hate it, then I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, you can just close the app, I guess. Um, and that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. And, um, I'm really passionate about this topic and I love talking about sexuality. I love talking about bisexuality. I love bringing like some education around it and giving people some like insight into it because I think it needs to be talked about more. I like don't know of a lot of bisexual like advocates and I don't feel like I see this a lot. Um, and it's something that I want to see more and more and more of because I think it's powerful. And I think the more that we talk about these individual specific queer experiences that we have growing up that maybe made it confusing for us, like the more we can relate and not feel like we're alone in this. And I think that's really, really, really important. And I did actually just want to say one last thing as well is if you kind of are leaning on the thing of being like, oh, I think I might actually just be straight because I don't think that I see women in the way that I see men, then that's also okay. Like you can still be this amazing ally. You can still be, you know, around the community and doing things for the community and supporting your queer friends. And I appreciate you coming to that realization and not trying to be a part of the queer community because it definitely comes with a lot of struggles and like and the whole point of really being a part of the queer community is because it can be hard to go through that journey, to struggle with your sexuality, to struggle with all these things, and to realize that, like, but you have a community that supports you and that you have these shared, like, traumas or, like, these shared experiences, and you can go through that together and talk about that together. And then, of course, celebrate queer joy, which is so, so important, and talk about amazing queer stories in ways that the fireflies moving around Okay, and we're going to go. Okay, thank you so much. See you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>